0: Welcome to art of the float where float centers thrive our weekly podcast where we share stories of starting and running our float centers we love it when you join us as we work together to raise our education level on building marketing and running our flow centers you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float, and artofthefloat.com is where you can go to find show notes, links from every episode, all that good stuff. I'm Dylan Calm. I own The Float Shop in Portland, Oregon with my wife, Sandra. As always, I'm joined with Amy of Float Nashville. Brian is behind the engineering board, uh, who also has a story to tell tonight. And our guest is Marilyn Olmsted of Urban Float in Vancouver, Washington. I'm excited to have her on in a little bit here, and we're going to talk about... Um, potential controversial approaches to marketing and uh she actually we started talking on on facebook messenger about uh potential things that we can do with our business and and kind of talked about like the the risk of going too far with our maybe our personal passions or things that might be controversial to one group or another and how to balance all of that when we've businesses as entrepreneurs and we're not working under under the man anymore so i'll be really curious to talk about that with her uh, real briefly i just want to thank all of our patron patreon supporters thanks San to becky sang gregorio uh really appreciate you signing up and thanks to everybody who is supporting us on patreon it means so much to us i also want to give a shout out to float helm float is where you want to go to schedule your free tour of the scheduling software that covers uh, scheduling for your float tanks, massage, acupuncture, saunas, all that stuff. I mentioned before over 90 float centers are using Float Helm and they have a 100% retention rate and I think you have to be doing something right to kind of to uh, have that kind of retention rate. So again floathelm.com is where you want to go and Again, the other guys don't do this for you. They don't schedule the free tour where they actually um, get on Skype with you, share their screen, walk you through everything that you want to know about their software and make sure that it works for you. Um, so it's really it's really a no-brainer to take that time and take that tour and see if it will work for you. Floathelm.com again, is where you want to go. Amy,
1: I'm, <laughs> uh, I'm yes hoping.
0: Sir. I'm hoping this week. Oh,
2: friend. Uh, um, so the last time we were together... <laughs> Uh, I believe I was waiting on a no-show inspector. Uh, we had that's
0: been the story for about six months now. Which yeah. has been the story
2: for about six months for sure. Uh, yeah, and, and actually, I'm wait. Uh, he no shit again today. So, uh, so what had happened was all good stories start that way. By the way, uh, we he told us we had to put some signs up in our sauna room, and then he we would oh the define. pregnancy sign right? Yes, exactly.
0: Can't
2: can't, can't. yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. You don't want to overheat when you're pregnant. Mm -hmm. So we did that. We had this up within the hour. He didn't come back. He didn't come back Tuesday. He didn't come back Wednesday. And on Wednesday, we received a phone call, via a phone call with our project manager, uh, that they then gave us another huge list of things that needed to be done. So we spent the rest of the week getting those things done, and the inspector showed up. And said, I don't know if I can still pass you. I'll talk to my boss about it. Next thing you know, we're getting phone calls saying, uh, You can't, now we decide you can't open until you finish your float room because, you know, it's unfinished and you have holes in your wall. I'm like, yeah, we have holes in the wall where the plumbing is because, you know, it's a shower <laughs> and there's plumbing and yeah. so there's holes in the wall. Uh, so, yeah, well, you can't have holes in the wall. Well, where, uh, so. <laughs> So yeah, so we asked him to show us in codes. Um, we were uh, my my uh, not project manager, I'm sorry, my architect was promptly told they don't need to show us where this is in codes. By the way, none of the stuff that he's demanding of us are in codes at all and and I'm quoting, he has all the power, and we're not passing anything until we do what he says. Yeah uh, so uh, what? yeah. Yeah, this is for real. I mean, what and is happening? Then, and are- then she said that they. She said, "You know, you have cost us so much money <laughs> because you haven't shown up." And he said, "We haven't cost you a dime. You call before nine a.m. and we're always there same day." Uh, <laughs> this is the moment where it's like holding my beer because we have notes of everything, and of course, they had already no-showed twice that week alone. Uh, so, to, in order to get passed after the general contractor talked to them, this is the head of codes, y'all. This is the top guy. This is There's, like, nowhere else to go. Okay. Um, after the general contractor talked to him, after architect talked to him, the only way we could supposedly pass, of course, they've told us this, you know, five or six different times now, uh, I had to take out all my plumbing. I had to patch all the walls this weekend. Not me, personally. <laughs> that yep. would be hysterical. Uh, and... Then, uh, supposedly, they're going to now give me my UNO, which they've told me at least five or or six times now. And after that, I now need to get building permits on top of the electrical permits for all my float rooms uh, before I can open the float rooms. Now, we anticipate that they are going to give us a lot more problems. There's already been talks they don't like our showers they don't think FRP is good enough. Oh,
0: my God. Um, they're
2: talking about, uh, we believe the next thing they're going to do is tell us we have to rip out all of our showers. Uh, yeah, we have finally, we contacted a councilman uh, we who supposedly is going to take our story to the mayor. Unfortunately, I do wow. know that several other businesses have done this to wow. no avail. Um, however, my architect put together a... Paper showing how much the city has cost me with yeah. codes that they refuse to show us, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's up to $63,000. Oh,
0: oh my god, what, um, yeah. from their point of view, what is the upside to how they're behaving?
2: Oh, I don't think there is any other than they have a long history, I'm finding out, of corruption and doing this. I've heard so many horror stories, y'all. I've heard so. Many horror stories. Oh. Mine isn't even the worst that I've heard, but I've I've heard some pretty bad things happening. Um, this is why national chains have come in and left without even Whoa. starting. Wow! Uh, and I know, and you know the the Chamber of Commerce is going around saying, "Oh yes, we're business friendly." Uh, a conversation with the Chamber of Commerce revealed that, "Oh yeah, we know this is going on, but we can't do anything about it." So,
0: who can't? Like, wh- I, I just uh-huh. don't understand. Like so, like the delays. Um, so like maybe the, the objective is for you not to open at all. Like, is that truly their aim? Is they? uh,
2: well, uh, they, it sure feels like they're trying to bankrupt me and it sure feels like they're trying to make it so I can't open the float room. They have done this so many times. I can't imagine it's anything but deliberate at this point.
0: Do you have a paper trail of the communications, the email communications of I'm going to be here on this day, this time?
2: Well, there are no email communications. There are uh, phone conversations. I've I've uh, recorded all my phone conversations with them. So I do huh. have that. I'm not sure who all has. But we do have paper trails of, yes, I called them before 9 a.m. on this day to have them come and they didn't show up. And I called them before 9 a.m. on this day and they didn't show up. And, you know, that's happened more times than I have fingers and toes. Is it?
0: 1996 where they're at like why are, they, are you not corresponding <laughs> over email like it, that's way more efficient with somebody like this
2: I'm, t- I'm sure that they don't want it to be on email huh. right okay. they don't
0: want that it is
2: too. insanity Ugh. so uh Ugh. so yeah so we've no showed again today and so tomorrow hopefully they'll show up uh, but i can't open and i can't do anything uh, and at this point I can't even open my, my floats, I'm a float center, but I can't open my float rooms. We we're pretty much burrowing in for a fight on that. We think they're going to try to really screw us over on that. They don't like the fact that they're swimming pools, so they can't really, uh, they're, they're not in charge of that section of codes and that bothers them a lot. Uh, I think, but, uh, did you have yeah, any it's inkling this was going to? Sorry to
0: talk over you. Did oh. you have any inkling this is what you were walking into? None. Yeah, and if I would question. have known
2: it, I would have never, mm-hmm. ever gone there. Ever. Whew. Ever. Uh, yeah. it's um, So between that and some other things that are going on with the, uh, the other business... Uh, I'm just, I'm done. I'm done at this point. I'm just <laughs> like, I'm over it. Um, You know, today, Mark all day was kind of texting me. He's like, he hasn't showed up yet. He hasn't shown up yet. And I said, Mark, he's not going to show up today. Jesus. They know how bad of a shape we're in. They know that we need to move. They're not going to show up today. You might as well just let it go. And of course they didn't. So, wow.
1: um, so Amy, maybe yeah. you can impart some wisdom on, <laughs> people here who are going to open a, a either first float center, second float center, whatever in a, in a new Mm -hmm. city that they're not familiar with. What, what advice do you have to people? How can, how can people do their due diligence to do some sort of discovery Mm -hmm. in terms of figuring out how friendly or unfriendly a city is towards, towards building a business?
2: You know, that's the hard part. Everybody's so afraid of retaliation. That no one will speak like we've had our councilman mm. like, well, can you get some of these other businesses and no one will talk? They are so afraid of retaliation uh, that no one will tell mm. you. And and I did. I guess I didn't. wasn't as thorough as I thought, but I talked to several businesses. I talked to the Chamber of Commerce, of course, Chamber of Commerce, you know, they lied basically is what it comes down to yeah. because of fear of retaliation. Um, at this point I'm like well if you're gonna if y'all are fixing to bankrupt me well then then i, I might as well just you know try to take as as many of y'all down with me what the hell at this point uh i i'm not I'm not good at being quiet mm-hmm. I'm not good at <laughs> being subtle which has worked against me in so many ways but
1: That's it's what like it why
2: Yeah, it's like, why are we not – just, like, be honest. If you're going to jerk me around, at least be be honest up front about it. Don't BS me. Don't try to be sneaky about it because, quite frankly, I don't have time for this. Yeah. Um, I I know that there's a business a few exits down that they offered – one of the inspectors offered, uh, I've heard, through the grapevine, Mm -hmm. they were offered a a privilege tax. And if they paid this $250 privilege tax – And I wouldn't come back and I'm like, wow, I wish somebody would offer me a privilege tax at this point. It's like freaking I'll pay it and go away. But, but sadly, sadly, no one, no one has done that.
0: Yeah. Uh, You need a cell phone in your pocket, your, your front pocket all day long (laughs) recording. Just, just, uh, I
2: I have been asking my entire crew to do that from day one. I'm like, you know, me, you know, I'm paying your bills here. I would be your boss. I would like for you to do this, and now, all of a sudden, everybody's very concerned about getting all this uh, technology on right. their phone to record. And I'm like, <laughs> well, thanks a lot. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's been really frustrating, and I could talk about this a long time, but the reality of it is we're kind of at a stalemate at the moment. It's just to sit sit around and wait. So hopefully by the time I talk to y'all next week, we'll have we'll have some better news. But at the moment, we are we're in. Uh, we're ju- we're just still, just floating. we're just,
0: <laughs> just. floating. Good come lord, yeah. this is not how yeah. I anticipated the, you know, our weekly updates to go about opening yeah. Float Alchemy. This is ridiculous. Well, so you sorry. know, maybe
2: maybe some good stories will come out of it. Some crooked some crooked codes people. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We might we might still get something fun out of it. We gotta uh-huh. we gotta make it worth something. We gotta have something good come out of
1: it. The crooked well, code that. guy who got a free float and thought about the error of his ways and made right by everyone he's wronged over the years
0: that's right amy fight from the inside that's right inside their hearts Mm -hmm. uh brian has an interesting story i know he floated at the float shop this week brian do you want to share that
1: yeah yeah i had a i had a float at the at the float shop a a long overdue float which tends tends to be the case for most of my floats um and uh so I, I, you know, put put my phone on uh silent mode and hopped into the tank. Was in there for for, for a good amount of time, finally brought my stress down, it wasn't back to baseline, but it took me down a couple notches. And suddenly I get an alert on my phone, which because it's on silent mode can only come from a few specific individuals. And it was from um the, the HOA president of my of my condominium association um, the president of the HOA and uh, um, I'm on the board with her. I got an emergency text. She says, "Super emergency, call me as soon as you can." So I call her, and uh, she also owns a jewelry store um, right on 23rd, uh, a couple blocks from the float shop, oh, and uh, one her block. yeah one <laughs> block, um, and her mother was working the shop and someone had, uh, come in and robbed the shop at gunpoint. And so mm-hmm. she was calling me to, to get, give her a ride to the shop so she could, um, get there and assess the situation and the damage. And it was a very rough, uh, rough way to come out of a float for sure. Um, just mm-hmm. feeling empathy for someone who, uh, who had their place robbed on 23rd, which I don't consider like a high crime area by any stretch of the imagination no
0: nor do i i think we have a high homeless contingent but yeah i don't think of crime on 23rd Mm
1: -mm. yeah but this was this was well well thought out well organized crime the gentleman came in with his uh daughter and girlfriend and scoped the place out for security cameras and then left came back 20 minutes later threatened with a gun left again um, the Portland police found him at that point. He had actually changed his clothes, um, was working under an alias. Like it wasn't, it wasn't someone who didn't, you know, didn't know what they were doing, mm-hmm. um, which is, which is scary. And, uh, you know, thankfully her, her mother is okay. Um, you know, most of their sales are in credit cards anyways. So, um, in terms of cash stolen, it wasn't a lot, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad everyone's safe and okay, but it's, it's disturbing to hear that, um, her place as well as others in the area are, are starting to experience a lot more crime and break-ins.
0: Yeah, exactly. And that, uh, so she is a friend of ours as well. And she was, uh, had that business since before the float shop opened up and was supportive of us while we got going. And, um, so that rocked us to to hear that as well. And, and, um, man, at gunpoint that that's going to that's going to rattle rattle uh you guys r- rattle them um and uh of course then we're thinking about our security and what do we have going on and uh we don't have much and so we're going to get at least one camera uh installed so we can if anything ever happens we will have video of it uh and then the other thing is there's a little button you can get to like put under your desk so if anybody ever comes in and um, obviously you, you, well, not obviously, but if you don't have time to uh, reach for the phone, <clears throat> you just push that button and it calls the uh, police immediately. So uh, we'll be installing that. I believe she actually is the one who told us about that. So I'm i am mm. curious if, if that button got pushed or not. But uh, I don't know. If, if they know what they're doing, maybe they're telling you to keep your hands up immediately, something like that, and you don't have the chance to. I, I don't know. But uh, the safety of our people is so important. And because there are... Uh, a lot of homeless people um, who come come out into downtown on 23rd, and then at nighttime they they cross through it again. <clears throat> I think there's higher risk there as well, and and we've had minor things stolen. Uh, we had an iPod stolen. Tip jar has been stolen from. So I mean, it, it does happen, uh, but it's never been like violent or um, like in this case with a with a gun. So uh, yeah, uh, that. That's us. I I know everybody else is in a different town and we'll have to assess where they're at and everything, but I always thought you know, we'd just be this kind of hippy-dippy style, uh, just chillaxed, good vibes, bad things won't happen to us, and that's just feeling really naive right now, and I feel like it's more just like a timeline to when something will happen, and it's about how are we going to face this moment and be prepared for this moment instead of, oh, my God, we were totally unprepared. Now we do everything afterwards, so at least we get to learn from them. So... Thanks. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sorry your inter- your float got interrupted as well. That <laughs> that long. That's all right. <laughs> Much needed float. Oh goodness gracious. Um, beyond that, I oh just wanted to give a brief update. Beck, uh, who has moved here from Australia and is working at the shop, is doing awesome. And I think uh, you know it's not easy to move cities let alone different countries uh, so not only does she not know anybody but it's freaking cold out <laughs> she's used to hot weather all the time so you know there's just a, a lot of that transition stuff while now training with a new job and all that and i just i'm so excited to see her really thriving in portland thriving at the business and seems to really be enjoying it here so i think we we might get to keep her here <laughs> you, she's, she's doing nice?
1: great i saw her give an intro to someone uh, the other day and i was like wow that is Float shop brand intro, like very well done.
0: You have the pocket cell phone on. I want to watch it. Was it?
1: <laughs> I... <laughs> you were recording. I it, didn't. Right? Uh, I, the only video Always. footage I have is when I stopped by with the dog and she fed him an entire banana. <laughs> uh,
0: great. Well, I don't know how to segue to the to the next little little topic here. Actually, you know what? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait to bring Marilyn on because this just seems like the. Perfect thing to bring Marilyn on to talk about. Uh, it's just a little something that popped up in float <laughs> popped up in Float Collective uh him. Amy's laughing because she knows what it's about. <laughs> uh, before before we bring her on, though, I do want to shout out to Float Fuel. Uh, float Fuel is selling Epsom salt that has no shipping when you uh, order it by the pallet. So I highly encourage doing that, which is very easy to do when you're running a float center. And if you use the promo code, excuse me, use the promo code AOTF, you do get 15% off of your order as well. Floatfuel.com is where you want to go. Fill out the form and order that Epsom salt. And this is uh, the Epsom. Buying Epsom salt can be a gamble, and you don't know if you're going to have impurities in there and if your water is going to turn totally brown. And with Float Fuel, you know that you are going to get pure Epsom salt when it shows up, and when you mix it, it's going to be clean, as long as, of course, you don't have contaminants in your water and all of that, but it reduces the risk of color changing. So again, FloatFuel.com is where you want to go, and again, use that promo code AOTF. Marilyn Olmsted of Urban Float. Marilyn, welcome to the show. How are you doing this evening?
3: I'm doing great, Dylan. Thanks. I Did want to add something though to the yes. um, the security thing. Um, because oh Because we addressed that um, in our spa, pro- like uh, just because of the backward, backward- because of the prior um, knowledge I have from my accounting firm and from being in a location that wasn't optimal, um, mm. I kind of brought that knowledge into the float center. Okay. Um and so part of that had to do with we installed a dual system security uh panel as well as the button and a uh, video cameras but the other thing that we did that was pretty integral and important was talking to our staff which primarily in my spa happens to be all female mm-hmm. and letting them know what a very normal protocol is when they're feeling uncomfortable that there is mm. a 911 that's that we expect them to use but there's also the other non-emergency number, and that in our case, um, encouraging them to make sure that they don't feel like they have to be polite, um, that they can look first and foremost to making sure that they feel comfortable. And it's better to apologize to a potential client than it is to have to worry about an employee being hurt. Right. So.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing that. That's great. Yeah, and you're, you're absolutely right. That's a priority as well. Um, But before we go in and talk about uh, the the main topics we want to get into, can you tell us about how you got into floating and how you ended up starting a float center?
3: Oh, yeah. So um, I was, in a prior life, I was an accountant, uh, tax consultant, business consultant. I used to focus on IRS representation.
0: (laughs) I cannot imagine that. By the way, Marilyn is wearing bunny ears tonight. (laughs) We'll try to put a picture up. No,
2: kitty. Or kitty. Oh, dang
0: it. Oh, man. Wow. I'm paying attention. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, seeing, seeing you in a cubicle or, an, or in an office in front of a computer eight to 12 hours a day. I'm not saying that in a, in a, in a suit, I'm not saying it, but that, that wasn't, that was a reality.
1: Yeah, it
3: was a reality. It was, it was a prior iteration of a Marilyn.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah. <so.
3: laughs> but, um, I was in New York city and I was actually, um, there for a health conference, uh, just a side hobby kind of thing. And a friend of mine recommended that I go float because I was having <laughs> a bit of difficulty in terms of like oh man, is this really what I want to be doing? You know, surprise. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he's like, "Go float, you'll like it." Ninety minutes later, um, came out and called my husband, and he's like, "Did you smoke something?" <laughs> You're like yes, also, I, I floated.
0: Like, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, nice. it was.
3: <laughs> it was transformative for me. It really was. I was. I'm one of those lucky people that that first float was transformative, and because I have an entrepreneurial spirit. <laughs> Um, I was like, well, you know, South Florida, we should have these all over the place, and I'm going to float all the time. When I got home and I realized that there were probably four float tanks in the greater Miami metro, West Palm Beach area, and most of them were owned by um, people who weren't very Mm -hmm. business-oriented, that got me to geek out, which is what I like to do is geek out on numbers, and I wrote a business plan for fun, and that's kind of how I started. It was... um, writing my own business plan and doing demographics. And then I got Mm. to present it to my husband, who's a CPA as well, and convince him. So I figured if I could convince him to do it, you know, going to a bank was going to be easy peasy. So
0: great little crucible. I like that. (laughs) And that's how you ended up opening a float center in Florida. Oh, wait, are we missing a step here?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well,
3: um, at that time, which was almost five years ago, um, you know, the the environment in florida for for opening a float spa was really really yes. harsh it was probably the second either the first hardest state to do it or the second something at that time yeah um they've they've become a lot more lenient since then um but i went to you know there's this area it's called the pacific northwest
0: huh. sounds cold the, and wet It's
3: <laughs> kind of like float mecca or something <laughs> right i don't know, I don't know. And um, met some really groovy people. and uh, <laughs> Opened up, a, uh, actually um, started. I reached out to the guys in at Urban Float, and mm-hmm. we we hit it off really well. And there was a synergy about the way we communicated. And they nice. brought me on board and started franchising with me. So that was I got to be a first franchisee for that for that amazing. Oh, you're company. kidding me!
0: Oh, I didn't realize that. Awesome. Well, I want to talk about the the idea of franchise, and I think you are our first franchisee on the show. So I really want to pick your brain about that as well. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, maybe we should maybe we should just get into it. Uh, what uh, what was the draw for you? You said that there was this the synergy, this energy, um, and you've also got the entrepreneurial spirit. So a lot of the entrepreneurial spirit is, I want to do it my way. This is my, you know, 23 hours I'm working out of the the day. I get to choose when I work them. So what was the draw for the franchise portion to go, oh, this is, this is better for me than maybe doing all the work and spinning all the plates?
3: Right. Well, I think that that's a major thing. Um, Because of my business background, you know, I had a very, have a a lucrative accounting firm that I co-own still in South Hmm. Florida. So, for me, it wasn't about buying a job, which is what a lot of people huh. who are initial entrepreneurs, they go, I'm going to open this business, and I'm going to give myself this job. I had a great job. I have a great job. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, hmm. it was about scalability. It was about a long-term investment. Hmm. It was about, I'm not going to open one store. I want to open three to five stores. Mm-hmm. And so um, a franchise model is is what I feel personally to be a great advantageous way of accomplishing that because you have the infrastructure you have the support you have uh, the operations manual and you have an amazing team Mm -hmm. of people that have proven that they can do it Mm -hmm. and so if you can take ego out of it which for a lot of us entrepreneurs is very hard but you (laughs) you take ego out of it and you say you know what i'm gonna let someone else who's done it right do it so that I can do what I do best, which is not do the day-to-day stuff. it's doing the building on the business, not working in the business. So that's why I chose franchising.
0: And And so just to get a little bit more clarification, what were those things? like so what in the business are they saying? So like you're not writing the manual for intros, for cleaning uh, and you're also not working on the floor. Is that correct?
3: Correct. Correct. Um, I I personally, I mean, and there's other franchisees that do it a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. But um from day one when when I got my loan and when I drew up my business plan, I factored in for a manager and assistant manager and employees. I didn't want to build myself into the business. Right. Um so you know, that was part of it. The other part is the operations, the marketing, the advertising, the mm-hmm. website, which mm-hmm. you guys know that web presence is is kind of like where it's at. Hmm. um you know learning and facilitating booking software and stuff it's not just (laughs) dealing directly with a vendor it's now we have a source a group of people that we can tap into and say hey guys you're not paying attention to us fix this Hmm. problem oh interesting um and then the other benefit is we get to leverage all of the employees that have been working for the franchise over slack so if there's an issue, I don't have to sit there and go, oh, guys, I'm on the mountain skiing or snowboarding in my case. Right. How do I answer that question? I just say, um, go, go ask corporate on Slack. And then they go in and they fix the stuff.
0: Nice. I feel like Slack is coming up every other episode now. We we <laughs> love Slack. And I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Awesome. Cool. That's making a lot more sense. I, that's, that's very interesting. Yeah. Um, Amy, did you have any questions about that?
2: No. First of all, I just want to say you had me at writing a business plan for fun. <laughs> um, I really, really like you. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I, I Dylan, you, you, Picked, uh picked a lot of the questions that I had, is and that was primarily mm-hmm. what do they provide? Because mm-hmm. uh, I think that's almost, in some ways, the best of both worlds if you aren't going to create yourself a job. And also, I just want to go back and say one of the most important things I think you said in that entire portion was taking you've got to take the ego out of it mm. it's a business and i think sometimes mm. an entrepreneur at the end of the day we forget it's a business and it's you know it's not really our child it is a business and we have to make business decisions yeah. and sometimes that's tough but
3: reach reach <laughs>
2: Yeah. I I am a child
3: of an entrepreneur. Um, mm-hmm. So my mom is an accountant. I'm a second generation accountant. My birthday is on April 16th. So like I never got to celebrate a birthday. Can you tell? I've been paying for therapy for years just to deal with that. Um, and so that so funny. So one of the things I used to consult when I was doing my small business consulting, um, primarily was was coaching that with people. Is that you know, you do need to step away. And remember, this isn't a child. It is mm. um, a vehicle. It's a vehicle mm-hmm. for you to attain your dreams and goals. And mm. as um, as it is a vehicle, it's not a person. And you don't treat it that way. And you treat your employees well, first and foremost, they mm-hmm. treat your clients well. So I kind of give this analogy where it's like, you've got a hand and the palm of your hand is you. Um, but your employees and your staff, they're the fingers. And they're the ones that take care of everything else. You take care of your fingers, then the hand can take care of the clientele mm-hmm. and the business and everything goes forward.
2: Nice.
0: beautiful. May I ask about the first year of your opening? Uh, did you have uh, any struggles? It sounds like you had a marketing push already kind of built into the system. But did was, were there any points where you're like, oh, God, I don't know if I made the right decision <clears throat> or maybe I'm in, in over my head? Did you have any of that in the first even I would say one to three. How long have you been open?
3: Um, we are about to celebrate our second anniversary in July.
0: Second. Okay, got it.
3: So, um, you know, I'm a bit of a um, type A personality ego person. So <laughs> I'm not going to admit that I ever had a problem. <laughs> no, this fair is enough. Great all the time. Yeah. Um, just barrel right through, push through. Just push through. I think our biggest challenges for us have been um, learning how to hire appropriately. Um, you know, our floating floating environments, they're so chill and so relaxed. And we want to get these people with this great vibe. That's the thing that we're like, oh, vibe, 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 vibe. And they need to know floating and they need to float. And yes, those things are all true. But if your staff is supposed to sell memberships and floats and they don't talk to your clientele, you're not going to keep your doors open. Mm-hmm. So that was something where, um, you know, sitting and, and having those discussions and coaching. So, you mm-hmm. know, Finding um, staff that understood that, that that's that's kind of our point is like we don't have to consider ourselves salesmen. What we have to consider ourselves is making sure that our clients understand that this is an amazing opportunity for them right. to to have uh, self-care and that it's going to improve their lives. And as such, we need to make sure that they invest in them- themselves and then they can you know buy our services. So it's a win-win proposition as opposed to this I'm selling them this thing, which yes. is what people often have a issue with
0: yeah i i love that and that's something that i personally have had difficulty with the idea of, of selling uh, and then the other thing well it's really hard to train an employee on how to sell when you have an issue with it yourself but over the years it's become much more clear like i'm letting them know about this opportunity i'm letting them know that something that will benefit their life is available here if they don't know that there's a membership then i'm doing them a disservice if they enjoy floating and that has really helped kind of turn my gear to go oh my god that I, I, it's a shame if they walked out the door and we didn't communicate to them. And I think that's making its way to our staff as well. Mm-hmm. That, that's cool to hear you say that. Although it sounds like you knew that before getting into all of this. <laughs> Whereas for me, it's been this, this long struggle and battle. That's what my therapy is about. <laughs> uh, who am I? Uh, <laughs> so nope, just uh, first year. Great. Awesome. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> look nice. I one it, of your ears i so sorry what so was sorry.
3: that i said i'm sorry man we we just rock it in vancouver
0: yeah i guess so one of your uh kitty ears is twitching i think that means you might be fibbing <laughs> <sighs> uh so speaking of vancouver it's pretty close to portland did you have any feeling of like oh my god i'm going into portland this is the mecca or this is Cause I experienced a ton of that with float on and we were like, Oh my God, how long is the drive from Northwest? And like, are we stepping on their feet? Blah, blah, blah. What was that like for you?
3: Um, Oh gosh. Uh, it, it was not a concern. It was not a concern.
0: <laughs> Why wasn't a concern? Marilyn? No.
3: <laughs> because we do it. Better. Um, no, no, actually it, a couple reasons. So one of the things that really drove me, to take a step back, I, I believe in a collaborative approach to business. Um, I don't believe in in fearing competition. I think competition makes us all better. Mm-hmm. But with the float industry, what I've really grown to love and appreciate is that pretty much we're all really, really collaborative and supportive. Um, and even if there were a thousand tanks in the Portland greater metro area, if we were all doing our jobs, we could probably get those filled. if, if right. People understood... The value of what they were getting right Mm -hmm. thank goodness we don't have a thousand tanks but (laughs) um you know i realized that the vancouver area number one um people don't know but people hate going across that bridge they really hate going across that bridge. If and you're I in the
0: Northwest, you know. You do it's know. True. It's Our true. Our listeners might not, but we know.
3: It's, it's And so the funny thing is is that I, I get more of your customers from Portland coming up to Vancouver um, than you guys getting my customers. So there's that, too. And that's because why I'm pissed.
0: That's why I got you on this gotcha episode. <laughs> I've been recording it all with my cell phone. <laughs> Now, you
3: know I'll see you face to face and fisticuffs with you. It's yeah, all good. I do. O-
0: only over a beer, though. And th- <laughs> and that's actually fun. I got to um, talk with you, and I th- I've met you before, but we actually got to really chat and talk over drinks, which is speaking of the competition, it the circle just keeps getting bigger and bigger, yeah. and uh, and the businesses seem to be doing well. It's really exciting and cool that uh, this we are able to have competition and and cooperation with it. <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, I think that's where I tell people and I encourage people that when you are going to open a float center, be deliberate, be cognizant of what you're doing, because what my float center offers and what the urban float brand offers is completely different than what the float shop offers and float on and soon to be amazing float North and and Enso float. So, you know, (laughs) we, we do it different. And, and that's awesome because there's so many different clientele out there. Like the, the type of client that I have that wants to see me on the regular wants a 60-minute float. They want to get in and get out. They mm-hmm. don't want to, you know, a lot of them are having issues in terms of, like, you know, getting in and floating. And so, you know, the approach that the float shop might take or the approach that Float On might take might not be something that that is in line with, with my clients. And just like I have clients that are like, well, Float On does it this way. I'm like, I know. They're amazing. <laughs> you know? And then they go, oh. And I'm like, yeah, right. They're, they're, like, they're right there, dude. Like, go see them. Go say hi to Graham in the AshCon for me. Give them high fives and a hug. Like, I love yeah. those guys. Yeah. And, um,
0: My yeah. favorite is when it's a complaint. And I'm like, cool, I'll let them know. <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting drinks next week. I'll let them know about that.
3: Exactly. <laughs> Do you so, see some you stunned know. faces? Yeah, then they go, huh? You know, and, and <gasps> uh, I think that that's an amazing, amazing thing. And, and um, when I did my numbers and I ran... You know my demographics for Vancouver um I thought it it was an area that was underserved and Mm -hmm. so I just went in and filled that 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 need
0: perfect I love it very intelligent I like that a lot I feel like I could talk to you about the... Fr- we should have just had a whole franchising episode. I'd love to talk to you more about that in your business. But I do want to talk to talk about a couple other things. One, um, it just showed up in Float Collective uh, talking about... Uh, as, oh, and you know what? I know sometimes there's family or kids in the car or whatever when people are listening. I'd go ahead and encourage you to pause it at this point and uh, make sure this is appropriate for your family to hear. But uh, uh, in the float collective, somebody discussed ejaculate being in the float tank and somebody was like, are you sure it is that? And so we've talked about on the show before, uh, it being built into your waiver, that there are being fees associated with it. We have their credit card, et cetera. But there is the, to to me in my mind, I always go, what if that was not, or I, there's no way to, what if they deny it, I guess is the most important thing. What if they say that that's not what it is? You, you're crazy. They have test kits. And so I didn't realize this until somebody just said it on Float Collective, hot off the presses. <laughs> uh, I, I went onto Amazon. I'll put it, put the link up on our, I know, <laughs> on the website. But it's a rapid human semen stain identification test pack of five. Hopefully you never have to use a single one, but it's only twenty two bucks. Amy, what were you gonna say?
2: Yeah, uh, just a disclaimer on those real quick. Um, yeah. so they're not super accurate. We have tested some things out and oh. things that were definitely not ejaculates uh, showed up positive. You're so kidding just. Me. I don't know if it's because of the salt water or just in general they're not very accurate. But just keep that in mind. Just, just putting that out there. Okay. We, uh, maybe it's maybe it's the brand name. Yeah. Uh, um, I'll see what 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 I had. Shoot, I had gotten. But, uh, I was Gotten, but. Gonna say we should, just should
1: experiment. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> but Weird. Th- <laughs>
2: <laughs> but there are there are test kits, and I, I'm okay. sure that there is some degree of. I, I just don't know what it is. I just know my my personal experience. I'm sure there's some degree of um, of
0: uh, error uh,
2: ones that work, or some degree yeah. of error. But yeah, I and then salt water the being mixed had. in or the salt water might throw it off. I'm not sure, but.
0: We'll keep it scientific. We'll wear a lab coat and make uh, sure it all is I, very... If you
2: wear a lab coat, that's very, all that matters. Make scientific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Get the black light out. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. I know. I, the goggles.
0: Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, Amy. <laughs> but
3: can I, can I play devil to advocate for a moment Always. about that? Yes. So, you know, I, I think, and, and, you know, maybe it's just... Uh, I, I wonder if it it's more of an issue because of our concepts around sex and sexuality than it is our concepts about fluid. Because I've heard some really nasty loogie hawking kind of stuff yes. going on, yes, and yes, I'm, yes. I am like sitting at the front desk going, please let that be in the shower, <laughs> please, <laughs> please, uh, you know, um... <laughs> and, and, you know, body fluid is body fluid. And so a snot versus ejaculate, you know, at the end of the day, it really is kind of uh, primarily a lot of the same stuff. And I think that, you know, we shouldn't get so freaked out about that, what it is in our tanks per se. Like maybe what we should just do is what kind of protocol we do to deal with foreign items and substances in our tanks. Um, obviously, between you, me, and the rest of the amazing people in the Float Collective, <laughs> this is some stuff that we can talk about. But uh, when talking to our staff and possibly when training them, that it might be helpful, um, you know, uh, to to discuss that because we, you would really hate to sex shame someone or to make a client feel really uncomfortable if it's not something that was really evident mm. or if that person was being inappropriate because I do know there are some really concerning, uh, messages on float collective prior about, uh, um, a gal being pretty much, uh, sexually harassed on multiple occasions. And that is a different thing than a fluid or an item in a tank. So that's, that's just the thought I wanted to kind of put out there.
0: Yeah. I think that is definitely worth talking about. And I, um, something that comes to mind for me is when we had our water sanitation episode and, uh, The one thing... Oh, my gosh. I can't think of his name at the moment. Hopefully, it'll come to me here. Uh, Jason. Jason Thank you. Yep. Thanks, Amy. (laughs) Of course. Why didn't I just ask Amy? (laughs) Jason McDonald was on. uh, And his greatest concern uh, was semen. It was the mystery. Like, we we don't know. And there is so much potential risk. Uh, And I think uh, all the other fluids, he was actually kind of downplaying. And I was like, wait. I I was kind of on like the... Yeah, it's a mental thing. Uh, But for him... That's the potential for the most risk, uh, but it's also still a question mark. I, I mean, if you want more detail, I of course encourage everybody to listen to the Jason McDonald episode. Uh, but um, yeah, I just think it's multifaceted, and there's mm-hmm. also this question mark we don't know, and we don't know how so many things interact with Epsom salt water, and that includes urine and safety and in, in, mm-hmm. uh, breathability in there. Like, there are a lot of uh, kind of question marks around what we're doing with this water here episode 65 thanks brian <laughs> uh, so yeah i um actually i'm glad we're having this conversation because it's a really interesting one right mm-hmm. and and with that being said i think oh gosh um i've had employees be uh, extremely i mean that um i get that being gross and maybe that's uh our society maybe that's sex shaming uh i I don't know some people are weirded out by blood i think most people are weirded out by somebody else's seat in a float tank and needing to clean that out um so personally yeah man build that into the waiver uh if if you don't want to find that i think is the best preventative but uh it seems like if it is in your waiver knowing that's what it is is a good thing to have so you can defend yourself would you agree with that where are you at with that Marilyn?
3: Um, you know, my my thought is is that should just be under the same kind of like you know, ejaculate, fecal matter, urine, sure, snot, C- <laughs> you contaminant. Know? just Contaminate. Contaminate. contaminant, just generalized contaminant. Um that if you can, you know, we we um visually inspect the tanks before and after each float, should we find any contaminant left in the float after you and we have to treat it in said manner that it could cost X, Y, Z, blah, blah, yeah. blah, then you shall be held liable for that. And your credit yeah. card has been retained for said purposes. So nice. You, you can tell I do a little bit of that legalese talk.
0: Huh? <laughs> <laughs> was everybody writing that down? That was perfect. You just take that verbatim. Nice. Amy, did you have any insights on this or thoughts? I don't
2: know.
0: Why. Just anything about this?
2: Uh, you know, it's something that, like you said, we we don't necessarily. We, fortunately, I don't. I think we we've only had it happen once, um, and I think it was handled pretty well and very discreetly. And there wasn't an, there was no further issues, and everybody was was fine with it. Um, like I said, there's always you've you've got to work on finding that thin line between shaming them and hey, you know what this is a shared space for a lot of people and this really just wouldn't be the appropriate place for that. Yeah, that uh, in, If yeah. it was
0: your sofa in the lobby, they'd be like, what are you doing here? Just because you're by yourself, you can throw some semen around. Like, what are you, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> like if you put it in that perspective, it's a little different, right?
3: Well, Dylan, it is Portland. So yeah, yes, I know, so believe me, I'm
0: well, <laughs> well aware. around. Yeah.
3: What,
2: what? <laughs> I'm in the buckle of the Bible Belt, so we we have a very very different uh culture, I guess, around here. Oh, it's funny.
0: We need to build it into the waiver in yeah. in Portland. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I know we have some limited time here. I want to get to yeah. kind of one of the main topics that actually brought you onto the show today. Do you want to just dive into it, Marilyn?
3: Sure, I'd love to. So, um, we're talking about marketing and about, um utilizing the the ability that you have you you have this amazing business that is your passion right and you want to share it with all sorts of things and you want to market and you want to do all this stuff so I have a couple of different passion projects that I support um, one of them is pretty controversial it's called the vulva art project and what it is it's about um, reducing sex shaming around um, the vulva and uh, it's an art project here in Portland and it's really awesome. And, um, I sponsored it. And so I sponsored it in a couple different ways. And that really brought up the question in terms of, you know, brand identity and what do you want to, um, focus on and that kind of thing. And I had an employee kind of say, well, you know, is this really a good fit for us, um, to do this kind of marketing and advertising? This is, this is associated with sex and we're about relaxation. We're not about sex. And, you know, in my mind, this wasn't about sex at all. This was about art and this was about uh, femininity (laughs) and it was about empowerment. And so, uh, I, I was really like intrigued, like, oh my gosh, you know, did, did I do something wrong? Am I, am I putting my business at risk? Hmm. And so I reached out to Dylan and we, we started having a really great conversation about this. Um, Dylan, you want to add, add some stuff about when I brought you in?
0: Yeah, I think, um, I think we're, Pretty on the same page. It's so it seemed, and I think they're I think they're good questions to come up, right? Like I think one of the things that came up during the discussion was it's great that uh, you have people who are saying, "Hey, is this right for us?" Uh, If it was (laughs) one of the things I said to you was if it was just me or if it was just Sandra running the business, it'd be a very different business. And if it was me, there would have been a lot more mistakes along the way, or you know would have gone down directions that probably wouldn't have been great for the business. And so it is nice to have. Almost checks and balances is the right word, but to have somebody questioning uh, some of your decisions is really good because you want to be present and not just habitually going down, you know, pathways that you you would just go down because it's your personality type. Step back, okay, look at it as a business. How do I want to approach this? Um, I think that's good. And I like that your employees feel open to talk to you about that as well in the first place. So that that's great. Um, that they feel open and that you have somebody going, Hey, is yeah. this right?
3: Yeah, and, and, you know, um, like I said, going back to removing ego out of it, you know, hmm. it, it really got me, it, it made me, number one, reach out to my peers and to say, "Uh, guys, you know, this is the thing, and I don't like that this thing is the thing, and someone's questioning me, and right?
0: Right, right.
3: But, um you know, I went back and I was like, you know, I'm not going to be reactive. I'm going to say, give mm. me a moment to think about this. Good. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, went back and wrote back to the employee and I said, you know, that's a great question. And, um, let me, I'm curious to know more about why you think it is that. Mm. And so that that person couldn't just be reactive with me. I wanted them to, mm. to, to articulate what mm-hmm. their concern was. And so they did that. And then that gave me some time to, to think about it. And, and what I did is I sat down and actually, cause I tend to go a lot from the gut uh, for certain mm. things. And I was like, okay, well, then I need to do three to four bullet points that I can bring back to the table um, and say, why am I doing this and how is this going to benefit uh, my community, which is very important to me. Mm. So, how does it benefit my community? How does it benefit floating and how does it benefit my business? Mm-hmm. And so, with this, it was like, you know, um, uh, this particular project. It was I donated floats to the participants uh, of the art project, of the, the women who actually had photographs of their vulvas taken and displayed. And the purpose behind that was to allow these women to have an amazing safe space to process um, in, float, in a float tank. You know, I mean, gosh, what better safe environment for you to deal with any traumas or concerns or anything like that that you can you can use Um, so, you know, it was articulating that in a very, very thorough way. And, and then in terms of like the float community, it's like, you know, this is an artsy project. Like there are some pretty high end people going to this gallery and, and Mm. seeing this. And so it's getting our name out amongst people that have disposable income Mm. that are, you know, supporting the arts and also, you know, um, supporting community and my values, which is, you know, um, for me, it's the arts. It's it's about uh, femininity, um, empowerment. I'm I'm really into women's issues, and I'm really into making sure that, um, you know, those kinds of programs and things are supported. And so I believe in putting my money where my mouth is and where my values are. And so I explained that to to the employee, and um, you know, I don't I wasn't trying to convince them because at mm. the end of the day, it is my business. Mm-hmm. But I was trying to let them know that they were being heard. And that this wasn't a just I'm doing this because I want to do this thing. It's I've thought this through. Um, yeah, this is cool. in li- in alignment with what our end game is, and this is why this is in alignment. And I hear that you're it makes you uncomfortable, um, mm-hmm. but we're not just doing this willy nilly.
0: And the the gallery is not in the float center, right?
3: <laughs> Correct.
0: <laughs> okay. So, <No. laughs> and they're not going to be showing up. I don't know in burlesque or anything at the float center,
3: right? Mm, I like, mean the the. <laughs> The ladies will get naked inside the float pods, just like every other customer. That will does. right. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's right. Um, interesting. That's interesting to me. Like because for me that is kind of a where things switch. Like what what is coming into the float center? That's that's different. <clears throat> it doesn't sound like anything. Um, I mean, we're all just people. I, I don't know. Maybe I, I don't know how anybody would be different. Uh, that's part of this group, but what, what would be different is what's going outward. And so your brand is going outward. Um, and there could potentially be some concern there. There's also, um, email blasts, social media that you're promoting this, uh, and potentially, I don't know, offending somebody or thinks that you shouldn't be supporting this, uh, is, is, potentially possible and um, being clear on what your brand is and then you also are with uh, with a franchise and and what what they want to have promoted as well. what are your thoughts on on email, social media and branding as so, far as this promotion goes?
3: So as far as this goes, um, because it is a sensitive subject, my thought process behind it is that we do not direct branding directly from us out to our greater community. What we have allowed is that people who are involved in that project so if you're already, Seeking out that project, or that project is doing promotions, then some of our information is there. Um, but you already have to be actively seeking that out. So the likelihood of someone being offended that we're supporting something is a lot. It's it's mitigated because they're already receiving that information because they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. You know. Um. Yep. So it's it's a little bit of a an approach instead of me telling, hey, all my clients, this is the thing that I'm doing. Hey. Um, it's more like me saying, we're not addressing that that way. What we're doing is whoever the art project is through, those people are being approached. And so they're already being approached for that, that kind of topic. And so mm-hmm. now we just show up as a sponsor and, and, or directly with the participants where we've, you know, given nice. them something and then they're singing our praises because, you know, um, when I actually spoke at the gallery, um, mm-hmm. They were just like, oh, you know, I was having, uh, you know, issues or concerns or pains or this, and all of a sudden I had a bunch of float advocates nice. that came out of this other awesome. thing. So it was pretty rad.
0: I love hearing that. Uh, how easy was it to get a speaking role? Did were there a lot of sponsors? Uh, I'm usually not invited to to give a presentation at any sponsorship. How did that happen?
1: Well,
3: Dylan's because you don't have blue hair and kitten ears.
0: <laughs> well, tune in next week. <laughs>
3: Um, you know, I think part of that is personality. Um, I also am very comfortable speaking in public. So I offer that out to any potential, um, uh, organization and things like that, that, Mm -hmm. that I am happy to talk and I'm, you know, I can, I can do it comfortably. And a lot of people who are entrepreneurs, especially small business, they don't feel comfortable doing that. And so, Hmm. um, if you do, if you're comfortable talking, like people want to listen and they want to hear about floating and they... And they want you to support what is important to them. And if that's in alignment with what's important to you, take some time out and, and help some people out. And, and uh, you know, that goes from veterans organizations all the way to, you know, um, LGBTQ, gosh, I'm going to sound horrible, but, you know, like anything. Do whatever it makes you passionate just as, as much as your business does. Go out there and support that. It could be your, uh, mission service. It could be, you know, whatever it could be, whatever, just do it and do it well. And I think that that will also put our float industry out into more of the mainstream.
0: Nice. Amy, did you have any thoughts?
2: So once again, I'm just going to echo, she's saying everything so beautifully. Uh, I just want to echo that. Yes. I think some of the most important things when you're looking at some marketing that might, that people might see potentially as little racier is, is really understanding why you're doing it and not doing it just because you want to do it. There does have to be a purpose. Like we, she said earlier, you got to take the ego out. You are running a business. There needs to be a purpose to it. But if, if the purpose serves your float community, it serves the community that you're in. I'm, I'm huge. I, Everything we do at Float Nashville, and and what we're going to do at Float Alchemy, is put in place to serve our community. We really, honestly want to make a difference in our community. We believe that you, know, when we're better people, that it just ripples out into into the people around us as well. Uh, we had a similar situation uh, not even two years ago. We have a we have an employee who's a burlesque dancer, and she teaches burlesque as well. Uh, and Daisica is so, so incredibly good at it. And she's uh, part of this beautiful, beautiful community where it's very uh, body positive, very empowering to females. And if you've ever been to a burlesque show, honestly, the majority of the audience is made up of women cheering on other women. And it is amazing and beautiful. And Daisica approached us uh, when she had been with us for about a year and said, you know, I really, really want to combine teaching burlesque and floating. I'd really like to do a program working with women who have body issues from trauma. And she does some life coaching as well. She said, I'd really like to work with them, uh, have them float, have them work through some of their issues and teach them burlesque and kind of work their way up to this, show, and it was a private show, it wasn't necessarily a show to the public, where they could feel safe Hmm. uh, and feel empowered doing their very first burlesque performance. Um, And I know Mark was a little concerned about it. Like I said, we are the buckle of the Bible belt. Uh Uh However, it supports... What we are, you know, what we're doing in our community is exactly what she was doing. I, I I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was amazing. I was so excited about it. And it ended up being a very positive, positive thing. And we didn't have any negative feedback about it. It was phenomenal. So I think a lot of it has to do with knowing who your clients are. And that is one of the beautiful things about being in a place where there's so many float centers. Like you were saying earlier, everybody's float center offers something different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you can be true to yourself and that's actually what makes you stand out. I mean, that's the thing that, that, uh, yeah. that creates that, <laughs> um, that's, that spark
0: that, that people spark, are attracted to. That spark, that shine, to. yeah. Yeah, like I people, think
2: yeah, absolutely.
0: the float shop is very safe very almost generic. And that was that was what we aimed for. Well okay, you're you're furrowing your brow when I say generic. Maybe I, that's <laughs> not the right word, but I, would I, I feel not like safe. That. Safe mm-hmm. I think is a good description and, and cozy, warm, safe. Um and uh and we do things. I think similar, um, cupcake girls is one that I'm proud of people, girls who work in the sex industry in Portland. Uh, we've been supporting them and providing space for them to meet, uh, for years. And that has, uh, since come to a close, but that was something that we absolutely loved that we also didn't promote through our newsletter and all of that. And, um, but it's also something that we, um, felt like we were giving back to the community, helping our local community. And that's important to us. And we didn't, start our own business to just create this machine that we couldn't do anything with, like this safe machine that you can't say anything fun or make a joke uh, or do something outside of this particular little wheelhouse. And so I think um, it's really important that we do those things. And like both of you have already said, take the ego out and make sure that you are approaching it with a business person standpoint as well like how does this benefit my business as well that's something important to do and how you're going to communicate about it is important as well and if we were to share um, that we we're working with them on our newsletter it'd probably go over great and it'd probably do even better for our business oh. in Nashville maybe it wouldn't I don't know or to be a zero effect I mean and and don't take this specific <clears throat> example too far but what I mean is it's going to be different place to place and right. who's attracted to you because of those things is going to change place to place but I do like the idea of people taking a little bit of risk and truly being who they are and I think business in general is that right now of, of who you are putting that out there get, attracts more people go ahead Amy. well I
2: think too that you know it does depend on where you're at it's true I'm in the buckle of the bible belt but we have several large burlesque companies in Nashville and you know local restaurants have burlesque dancers come in and do little mini shows hmm. so it's it's Fairly common. They do it late at night. Um, but it's fairly common. And I don't think people perceive where I'm from, that burlesque is, uh, is necessarily bad or negative. In fact, the Freya West, who's, who is one of Dezica's, uh teachers, she's a uh, quite big in the burlesque world. And she has this great positive spin on it. So she's created this beautiful brand that Mm. does empower women. It's very body positive. And that did help us. That may not be the same in somebody else's neighborhood. Marilyn, I am, I am curious. Did you get any negative feedback at all? No, no, No. I, I think, I
3: think it's, you know it's the concern of of the employee which i thought was a valid concern because un, you know people can be squeamish and we we talk about things like um and I'm, i i'm pretty sure i can't remember which podcast if not it was a float collective thing where you talk about like uh, vaginal burning and stuff like that when you're mm-hmm. when you're floating
1: mm-hmm.
3: and so the employee actually brought that up and they're like you know sometimes we talk about something that's like actually happening in the pod and people get squeamish and so you know, how is it that this thing is going to make them squeamish? And I'm like, well, the, the honest thing is, is that when they're in our space, we won't be talking about that. Uh, we won't be sitting there going, oh, show me a picture of your vulva. Let's put <laughs> it on the board, you know. Um, yeah. <laughs> not going to happen. But yeah. um, uh, it it was really positive. Like, I mean, the shout outs that we got, um, the 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 actual help that we did to all of these amazing, empowered women. And we also... In addition to supporting this this project, we also do a, a sex positive variety show that we support, uh, which is um, more risque and and things like that. And you know, I'm really proud of that. I'm I'm proud that we're out there and that we are um, we're being the change. You know, we we are supporting artists. We're supporting um, things that maybe someone might be a little bit more hesitant to do. Um, I feel that I have a privilege of being. Um, fair-skinned I'm actually Cuban so I'm, I'm Hispanic but I, I don't present as such I present as a white woman and um, I present as heterosexual but I'm actually queer um, so you know I put my money where my mouth is I support things that I'm passionate about and that I'm very proud about and it's only gotten to give us positive feedback because we're reaching communities that are underserved and so if that's something that m- m- lights your heart on fire do it do it well think it through, because it is a business, <laughs> articulate yourself, you know, be able to articulate your reasoning behind hmm. it, and then know know your audience as well, you know, I, I I don't, let's put it this way, I wouldn't live in the buckle of the Bible Belt for those reasons, <laughs> Um, I think it's a beautiful area to visit, but that's not hmm. where I'd put my business, because it's not where my passions lie, hmm. and so I support people that if, if it's your church, you know, support your church, get, you know, people going on missions, they're going to come back and they're exhausted and they have to deal with jet lag and you're going to donate floats to them. Do it, do it well, do it with passion and articulate why it's going to be good for your business and how that's going to reach and help your community.
0: Nice. Lovely. I love it. Uh, Amy, is there anything else you want to share before we close out here?
2: No, I think it's beautifully stated. Um, and there's really nothing else to add. I think if you're going to do it, like she said, Honestly, I, I feel like all I'm doing is just repeating Marilyn because yeah. <laughs> it's it. so well said. It's beautiful. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just be able to articulate why you're doing it uh, and really think through the communication. Other than that, uh, you know, you should always be true to who you are and run your business in a way that reflects values. Yeah,
0: it's even important. It's keep keeps you not risque. Even if fill.
2: it does. It, yeah, it does. I mean, yeah, yeah. that's... Marilyn, thank
0: you so much for being on the show tonight. I really appreciate it. Like Amy said, you've been very articulate and clear (laughs) in all of your thoughts. Thank you very much. I really appreciate that. Uh, I also want to give a few other thanks, if I may, before we close out. One is to Rise Float Gathering. Thank you guys for supporting the show. And we are so excited about Rise this year. It's their second time, April 21st and 22nd in St. Louis. And I'll be speaking there. Dr. Feinstein will be speaking there. Lee and Glenn Perry. Uh, Donna and Chris Petrovics, Graham and Ashcon, uh, just a bunch of people that I would love to sit down and hear talk for 30 minutes to an hour are going to be there. Um, and, of course, there's all the in-between time when you get to meet people in the industry and make, honestly, just lifelong friends and to meet Glenn and Lee, you know, to to talk with them about um, their experiences and in, in life and floating and just get to know them and, and all the other speakers. It's really wonderful. Uh, Risefloatgathering.com is where you want to go. And also just a little heads up that they also have a, a Rise workshop as well. I'm not sure if that's full yet or not, but it is based around cultivating values of empowerment communication and attunement in your float center things that might have come up on tonight's show as well so uh, tickets are 275 and there are still tickets for the overall conference Uh float is where you want to go again thanks so much to all of our patron patrons i get that mixed up patreons patrons for supporting us really appreciate it so much it really means the world to us uh thank you thank you thank you we're also available for consulting If you go to the the artofthefloat.com tab, you'll find a consulting tab there and can learn a little bit more about all of us. Gloria Morris is also on our team, which is a lot of fun as well. Uh, Thanks for supporting us on Amazon. There are affiliate links on the right side. If you want to bookmark that anytime you order something on Amazon, it helps support the show. I'm going to go ahead and pump it one more time. I think we got to put this thing to a close. But if anybody wants to leave a speak pipe and uh, talk about their wins uh, in opening their business or lessons learned or celebrating an anniversary, leave a speak pipe. It's on the left side of the screen. When you go to artofthefloat.com, I'll be so sad to see it go. But um, I would love for people to uh, leave a speak pipe, let the float community hear your voice and celebrate with you and learn from your lessons as well. And thanks so much to Kim Hannon for taking show notes tonight. Really appreciate that as well. Uh, they are lovely. Thank you. Again, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thanks again to Marilyn for joining us tonight. Remember, there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. We'll see you next week.